Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. If you travel, you know when it comes to love. See you soon. Can't wait. The sky is no limit. You know with your Delta Amex card, being oceans apart means meeting in Aruba. And booking a war travel with your card means saving 15% on Delta flights. You know kissing under the bridge of size guarantees eternal love. Because you're the long-distance lovebirds. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Takeoff 15, discount not applicable to partner-operated flights or taxes and fees. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know. Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. From the alleyoops at Kizar to the glory days at the stick, from who's got it better than us to brick by brick, it's always the 49ers way from off-season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. Uh, it's a news update show. We're going to be getting into all the news coming out of Santa Clara. And of course, just anything that you guys want to put in chat. I'll be more than happy to get into that. But what is up, everyone that's already filling chat? What's up, Traffic and Donald? How is it going? My first time being live since the Kansas City Chiefs game. Of course, that was a rough one. 
uh, looking to turn the page to the Rams, but there are some residual effects coming from that game, of course. Uh, but I'm excited to get into all of it and, and have a fun conversation. But uh, if you're joining right now and you have the opportunity, go ahead and give the video a like. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Uh, and join chat. Let's have a good one. Let's have a good conversation. And Fortnite Facebook Forever says, what's up, Ant? You think Debo misses this game? No, I don't. I don't think Debo is going to miss the game. And that was one of the things that came out today was about Debo Samuel. Um, he made it through the entire game, which I think is a good news for the San Francisco 49ers. The fact that he didn't come out because we've seen Debo over the years suffer from hamstring and groin issues and have to remove himself from the game. He doesn't normally play through it, uh, which makes me optimistic that he can get through a game against the Rams and then have the time to rest during the bye week. The bye week's coming at a really good time for Debo Samuel. Uh, but when they're talking about the hamstring issue, uh, Kyle Shannon said he's making progress. So the fact that he's already having progress and going the right direction means it was probably some tightness with the hamstring. They're working on getting more flexibility, working on getting it loose, and making sure that Debo Samuel is going to be ready to go on Sunday because this is such a huge and important game. And what's up, Roy? How's it going? Traffic says Debo thrives against the Rams, and besides, he just wants to play as much as possible. He's going to do everything in his power to be out there. And I'm in agreement with Traffic. I think uh, Debo Samuel wants to be out there. He's very passionate about winning. You do not lose in the playoffs like Debo did. Uh, of course, the whole team lost. but And then sit on the sidelines and cry the way that he did without caring about his football team. And I think Debo goes out there and illustrates it in the way that he plays, the aggressive style he plays. I think Debo is going to get out there. Um, and Roy is saying our tackles are in trouble. I think you got to remember the opponent. Uh, some of what was going on with Kansas City were certain matchups made it difficult. I'm not going to get too much in the Kansas City game, but just to talk about it a little bit, when they started having success against Mike McGlinchey is when they put Chris Jones on him. That was where they were successful. And Frank Clark eventually had success against Trent Williams. But let's remember, those were in third and long situations created by penalties and created by negative plays. Whenever you have that, it's going to be difficult for any offensive tackle to be successful in this league. Do you want them to win on every rep? Yes. Are they? No. Uh, so let's remember that circumstance does dictate how your offensive line plays. And we've been saying it on this channel for a long time. The 49ers get a run game going and establish the play action game. It will ease things up on the outside for them. And then chat is lighting up right now. And I want to make sure I get to all of this. So uh, 49ers Pistols Forever said, excited to see CMC worked in the game plan more this week. Yeah, I was actually surprised he played 22 snaps against uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. And I thought they used him in a variety of ways. And I think we got a small taste of what Christian McCaffrey is going to be in this offense. And, you know, you saw a guy like George Kittle have a huge game. And a lot of reason is if you're focused on Debo and you're focused on Christian McCaffrey as a, you know, an extra help safety linebacker, then that means George Kittle is going to get those matchups that you're looking for. And he's going to be able to make plays. And then if you have to turn your attention to Kittle, it means you're taking attention away from one of those two guys where they can make plays. It's it's nice that Kyle Shanahan has all the weapons, but now he's got to continue to scheme, and it's going to slowly expand the role of Christian McCaffrey, and the looks are going to get more and more exotic as he gets more comfortable, and the team gets more comfortable having him out there. It will be a little bit interesting this week without Kyle Juszczyk. Juszczyk, of course, is going to be out with the pinky. It was broken. He had surgery, um, and now he's not going to be back to off to the bye, but uh, the 49ers have the weapons to be able to uh, account for that. It could be as simple as Ross Twell in the backfield, or it could be some two tailback looks, some more single back looks uh, with extra wide receivers on the field. I think they could go either way. Paul says, just an early thought, 
on Jimmy Garoppolo's strength and weaknesses. I believe he operates very well while throwing to the Shanahan-created windows. Quick release is easy when you know exactly where you're going. I'm I'm with you exactly, Paul. I mean, he when he's working within the offense and he can drop back and, and the timing is there and he can deliver the football, he operates at a high level. And I think most NFL quarterbacks do. It's when you start getting off schedule or someone's not open when they're supposed to be that Jimmy Garoppolo can sometimes struggle. Uh, he threw his, a, a really bad interception in the red zone, everyone remembers. Uh, but he had one-on-one there. I mean, are the routes too close together because the goal line? Yeah, uh, you're, you know, you'd like to be able to get more separation there. So he could get that ball over the top and to George Kittle. He did not do that. And once again, he did he step into his throw? No. And that's what, kind of what Jimmy does. Jimmy falls away. He's very comfortable falling away and then just making that throw. Um, so, yeah, on time, in rhythm, those sort of things fitting within the offense. Jimmy Garoppolo operates at a high level. Um, and the way that that's going to continue to to operate is by running outside zone, moving those linebackers horizontally to create windows for him to throw the football and Kyle Shannon keep dialing it up. And I think they're going to get more chemistry uh, through time. But I think Christian McCaffrey is going to do some of the movement as well, because now you're going to have to worry about him. And after the bye, Elijah Mitchell stopping them on the outside zone, which means linebackers are going to have to fly out of there and not stay home. It'll make it easier. Daly says, and how was the weekend for you? Any time frame for the return of your partner, Alex? Uh, no, it, I mean, it was a great weekend. We we did all the rehearsals and everything. Um, it was about two hours away from me, so it was a little bit of travel. But the weekend went good. Alex got married. He had a really good time. We haven't talked about anything as, involving the podcast at all. All we did was just enjoy the weekend, enjoy the fun. Um, and and now, you know, we'll, we'll approach that at some point. But uh, that's kind of where we're at. But, yeah, it was a good weekend overall. Um, to everyone that's listening that is a Patreon member that normally watches slightly offsides and stuff, uh, there are some personal things going on in Horse Life, so we're going to push pause on that until it's it's ready to go. So uh, life continues to go and operate, and we flow with it. So if you didn't see slightly offsides or face-off this week, uh, that's why. We weren't able to record those. Hopefully we'll get back to those at some point, but um, just know that you know when, when life comes at you, you just kind of got to go with it. Um, but it was a good weekend spending time with Alex, and I know he's really excited um, about you know his future and what's going on with life. So uh, thanks for asking, JLE. Soothing Sound says, how do we have so many weapons but can't accomplish nothing to get out of pressure? Um, it's one of those things where having the weapons, it's going to help. But you have to remember that if you get a, a blitz situation or you incur so much pressure uh, on a third and long, it's kind of the situations every NFL defense wants a team in. I don't care if you're, you know, the the, the elite quarterbacks, the Mahomes, the Rodgers, you know, those guys, uh, they can, Josh Allen, they can get out of those situations third and long. It's more difficult for quarterbacks that are, you know, 10th through 32nd. Um, it's tough for those guys to be able to get out of those situations without making a big-time play. Uh, you need those guys to be third and short. Uh, so third and five and under is where you need Jimmy Garoppolo to be to be consistently successful. And third and three is the best because then you can actually run the football on third down and keep the defense honest. When you can't, then those edge rushers have the opportunity to come after you. That's why it's so important to establish a run game, get in front of the sticks, and make sure you don't have third and long situations um, to answer that. And we did have a super chat from Twisted Clown. Let's hope Kyle can script more than one drive this week. Uh, I think he did. You know, I mean, I think that's how it feels. Twisted Clown, but 
Um, they had opportunities. It just didn't execute. You know, they had drop footballs. They had uh, turnovers. Um, but in the second half, you know, they came out. They kicked the field goal. They got the touchdown to George Kittle. That was at least a trend in a positive direction. You have to be able to score touchdowns to compete with Kansas City. They were unable to do that. That's why they started pulling away. Um, I wasn't able to watch the second half live, but I ended up going back and checking it out. So I think that there's still some growth for this offense, but overall, uh, the 49ers, you know, they're they're moving in the right direction. And I think it's going to take a little bit of time to get McCaffrey. Now, coming out of the bye week, I expect to see a sharp offense. And if we don't, I'm going to get real worried. Uh, but I'm hoping that's what's going to happen. DZ says, yo, Ant, how much play do you think Vrett gets this week? I don't think he's going to get much at all. Um, he's limited at practice today. I mean, I know we haven't went through the full uh, scouting report, I mean, his full report yet, but uh, he's limited at practice. They've been talking about knee soreness. So, I mean, if they were going to play him, maybe they'd play him a little bit this week. Kyle said he has a chance for this week. Um, but I, I kept thinking maybe Kansas City, maybe this week, and now I'm thinking it's not going to be till after the bye. It's making me nervous with a trade deadline coming up next week that the 49ers might need to address the cornerback position. Which cornerback, I don't know. I've heard some small rumors about Greedy Williams, uh, but who is out there the 49ers could go get? It, it's kind of nerve-wracking, to be honest. Um, Big Papa says, your window is interceptions happen when the window doesn't pop and you have to find your receivers on your own. You're right. I mean, that's for any quarterback. I mean, you're looking in areas. Uh, one of the misconceptions for most is that you're watching for your receivers. You're not actually watching your receivers. I'm sure you know this, uh, Paul, is you're watching the defenders, and the defenders are going to dictate where you throw, and you are supposed to know where your receivers are. Now, Jimmy was including his interception in the red zone or in the end zone where he's trying to get it to Kittle, and it looks like a five-yard Hail Mary. He's got one-on-one. -on -one. It's not wrong to look at one of those guys that are over there and expect them to win against one-on-one -on -one coverage, including George Kittle. Uh, these are the things that you know the big-time quarterbacks do. They locate one-on-one -on -one coverage in a blitz situation like that, that and get rid of the football, and their player makes a play. Was the throw good? No. Uh, did he locate the, the guy he should have went to? Yes. But he should have made a better throw, and he should have got George Kittle an opportunity to make the pass or make the catch. He did not, though. Um, Jay Ellie says, need some reinforcements for our defensive tackles. I agree. Uh, still nothing there. And, you know, Armstead doesn't seem any closer to coming back. Kinlaw still on IR, which means they continue to rotate through who they have. Maybe T.Y. McGill plays this week. We haven't seen T.Y. McGill, you know, uh, maybe he's still figuring out Chris Kacarek's system, but Kerry Hyder's been getting a lot of those reps on the interior. We're going to Faithful Forever said, we needed eight sacks and Rams kicking field goals in red zone, plus Huff's pick six to steal it in our last meeting. We need to score points. We definitely do. And, you know, Christian McCaffrey's going to help. And I thought one thing that was interesting, Kyle Shanahan said in his press conference today, was he just discussed that the Rams don't really change their scheme. It's kind of like the same thing. You know what you're going to get from them. You know they're going to execute at a pretty high level. You just have to make sure you take advantage of the opportunities that are presented to you. Um, so I think that that's one thing that the foreigners have going their way from this one to last one is McCaffrey because before it was all, it's Debo, right? It's all on Debo and the Rams can't stop Debo. Well, the Rams didn't exactly stop Christian McCaffrey a couple weeks ago either. 150 total yards of offense playing for Carolina. You would think that the foreigners are going to be able to operate with those two guys to make a lot of plays. And plus, Kittle's just getting healthier and healthier. So, yeah, I mean, you you got to score points. you got to score touchdowns in this league, and you want to kick less field goals. But it's also about making sure you stop the Rams, which isn't easy. 
Uh, they presented a lot of troubles for the 49ers. I've been getting the video ready for my scouting report video that goes out on Patreon. Um, and, you know, watching the Rams make adjustments, watching the 49ers make adjustments, it's fun to watch. And you see those first uh, series where McVay scripts it and Kyle Shadehead scripts it, and they're like, it's like boom, boom, boom. And then after that, it's a definite feeling out process. So uh, that'll be something fun to watch too. Donald says CMC will help the, the O-line. This team just needs to get keep that mentality. And we had another $2 super chat from Twisted Clown. Says year six with Kyle and Jimmy G. How much time to grow? Um, It's one of those things where it, it's not so much that. As Kyle Shanahan talked about the fact that he had a completely new coaching staff. And I'll give props to Grant Cohn for asking the question about the coaching staff. And Kyle Shanahan talked about how that coaching staff was prepared for a team that was going to run a certain style of offense with Trey Lance at the helm and that they had to adjust, you know, middle of the second game after Trey Lance got hurt. And those adjustments, he says, yeah, are they, are they in tune with what's going on now? Yes. Uh, but it takes time and it takes rhythm from a coaching staff perspective and players. Just because you had a player, you know, that was with your football team for a while doesn't mean that you can just plug and play him right back in. It takes time. It takes repetition. And so it's it seems like it's been six years, uh, Twisted Clown with Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shannon, so everything should be figured out. But you're seeing them because they had been adjusting away from the complete outside zone because they didn't have Raheem Mostert. But now they got Christian McCaffrey to go back to it because that's what they need to do to be successful with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. So I, I think that you're seeing that change and yes, the time is going to run out for them to be able to get that chemistry back, but your time has not ran out yet. Uh, so let's just remember that. And Soothing Sound says, in your opinion, do you think Kyle overthinks plays when he gets rolling and need to keep tempo? Should Kyle let Jimmy call some plays with the weapons he had? I don't think he should let Jimmy call plays. Do I think sometimes Kyle uh, gets ahead of himself or could potentially outsmart himself? Yes, because I think all play callers do that. You anticipate a defense... Uh, changing and a lot of times if they don't change you're like what they're really going to give me that again um, and sometimes you can want to go to something else uh, that's one thing that I worked with a lot of play callers and as they were developing a lot of guys were afraid to go back to the well and run the same things over and over fearful that the defense was going to adjust but you have to kind of just force them to adjust and can you get in rhythm um, with knowing what the defense is going to do and you're hitting just as they're as they're changing yes We've seen Kyle do that in the past. It's just difficult to do that consistently in the NFL. Just don't know what you're going to get. A defensive coordinator that's going to adjust rapidly or a defensive coordinator that's just going to stick to what he does and make you consistently beat them with that one thing. I also think that anytime that you get uh, situations where you have drop footballs, turnovers, things like that, those really do hurt the rhythm at which an offensive coordinator calls plays. If he's expecting Brandon Duke to run a slant and get at least six yards so that way he has second and short to take a shot to Danny Gray down the field on second and short, knowing he can dial up something on third and short if they don't have anything happen there. Uh, and then Brandon Ayuk drops the football. Now you're a second and 10. If you take that shot, uh, now you're third and 10, you're behind the stick. So a lot of times those early down successes dictate how you call offense for the remainder of the drive. And that can really kill your rhythm as a play caller. Penalties do it. Turnovers do it for sure but also just lack of execution. You're expecting to get three yards on a run and you get negative one. It changes the way you have to call plays for the rest of the drive. So I think that plays into it as well. But good question from Soothing Sounds. Um, the 49ers faithful says, Jimmy G needs to learn how to throw the ball away. Agreed. 
that that one he threw the interception to George Kittle that should have went through the back of the end zone. Uh, lived to fight another day, kicked a field goal. Do you want field goals against Kansas City? No. Would it have determined them winning or losing the football game? Probably not. But that was huge momentum switch. So I'm with you on that. Paul says, so does Shanahan make Jimmy or does Jimmy make Shanahan? I think it works hand in hand. Uh, Kyle Shanahan definitely helps Jimmy Garoppolo be successful, but Jimmy Garoppolo being able to execute what Kyle Shanahan wants for him is important. Uh, you can't have one without the other, right? I mean, with it was one of those things where Joe Montana ran the offense. Bill Walsh wanted on a all-time level. There were other teams that ended up running West Coast offense. They never ran it to the level that they ran it with Joe Montana. Now, do I think that you could institute a quarterback uh, with a different skill set with Kyle Shanahan and have different success, maybe even more success? Absolutely. But I think Kyle locates what his player does well and tries to live within that. Now, Jimmy's strengths about working in the middle of the field does work without Kyle Shanahan likes to call offense. He likes to create voids in the middle of the field by using the run game and play action. That fits well with what Jimmy does. I think where Kyle would love to have a little extra from his quarterback is it throws outside the numbers and then anything vertical. He doesn't want to do it a lot, but five times a game, I think he would love to take shots down the field on second and short calculated throws. See if you can get some whole shot plays out of it. And he was able to do that with Matt Ryan when he was in Atlanta. He hasn't been able to have a quarterback that could handle that since. So I think there are areas that he loves about Jimmy Garoppolo's game and how he runs the offense. And then I think there's areas he wished uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was a little bit better at. And um, I think that's why he went and got Trey Lance. He was hoping that Trey Lance could operate in those areas. And then, like like we've said before, when plays break down, extend. So you're looking for that. He's looking for an even better option with all things, right? If you can improve your team. Do you need Christian McCaffrey? Probably not. But you're a lot better with Christian McCaffrey. So I think it's one of those things always improving is important. Uh, Paul says it took Mahomes showing up for Andy Reid to get the credit and brilliant mind. Yeah, it does. I mean, getting that right guy. I mean, if you end up getting one of those elite guys, it'll make you look real good real fast. I mean, whenever I would get a very impactful player, it made me look good because there were times that I made mistakes calling plays. I called something that wasn't there and that player could bail me out. So uh, yeah, having those guys is very important. Having great players is never a bad thing. That's why you don't stop with two or three good players. You want to get all the good players. Get everyone you can so that way you can be the most successful that you can be. Uh, yeah, Roy and, and, and 49ers Faithful are asking about Verrett. Uh, he's probably not going to play till after the bye. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't um, go ahead and you know use him a little bit, maybe, sparingly. Uh, but they've got to figure out this cornerback position because uh, I know Charveris Ward had a difficult time. I think a lot of that was going against his former team and them understanding his strengths and weaknesses I look for him to bounce back. He's also was playing with a little bit of a you know, some a nick, um, and I think that plays into it a lot. Jimmy Ward dusting the rust off. But I think those guys will bounce back. But I wonder about the cornerback opposite of of uh, Charveris Ward. That gives me a little bit of worries. So I think that's something they still need to address. Um, Fortnite's Faithless is another point. Drake Jackson needs to play more. Uh, he does. You know what I think would help Drake Jackson play more is if the 49ers forced more third and long situations. Those are opportunities for him to come in and make an impact on the football team. Um, when when they're not in third and long and they're in, you know, a, a kind of give or take in Atlanta, it was all about they could run the ball on third down because they would run it on fourth too. Those aren't great situations for Drake right now. He's not as good against the run as he is playing against the pass. So I think getting into third and long situations means more playing time for Drake Jackson. 
Jelly says, would you give Marlon Davidson defensive tackle release from Atlanta a shot? I mean, you always kick the tires on guys that can play on the inside, especially right now. I don't know if they believe Kinlaw is going to be ready to come back or when Arms is going to come back. If you believe you're going to get those guys back, you're probably being more hesitant. But I'm I'm kicking the tires on Indomitian Sue if it's me. So I would kick the tires on Marlon Davidson as well. Randy T- Daytona says, team has been terrible since Mostert left. It changed the game, Randy, uh, because they were very proficient running outside zone with him in. And he could stretch defenses horizontally, which created the windows for Jimmy Garoppolo. If you're not stretching them horizontally this way, the linebackers don't have to move this way, which means they can sit in the middle of the field and create tighter windows for Jimmy Garoppolo to throw. You have the tight windows this way and then the safety coming up this way. And it made it so difficult last year at times for them to be able to throw the football and complete it over the middle. If you get that vertical game going and you stretch those guys again, you get horizontal windows to throw the ball. That's why Christian McCaffrey was huge, and that's why Elijah Mitchell will help as well. Those two guys are the most proficient in running the outside zone. That's going to make linebackers move. That's going to create those throwing lanes for Jimmy Garoppolo. But that was a different way of handling how they were going to handle offense. They were going to go with bigger running backs with Trey Lance, go more downhill, vertical run game, Aaron Banks, Spencer Burford. That's what they're about. But now they had to kind of change it up and go back to what they do with Jimmy Garoppolo. And so I think that's something you guys just, you know, we got to remember inside the offense. That's kind of how it goes. So uh, just just handling, you know, the, the different guys as they come through is important. But, you know, this is part of that going back um, to using Jimmy, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo's strengths. They had to find a way to do so. And uh, it's it's a process. It's a different type of game than you've got, you know, with the uh, current backs that they have in, you know, before that. And, of course, another news about the running backs is Tevin Coleman released yesterday Signed to the practice squad today. Um, so that, you know, that is true. That's been going on. BV says, Ant, this is off topic. Do you think Christian wears 23 to honor Michael Jordan? I know it's a crazy question. I think he I think he wears 23 because it's the closest to 22 and because his college number was five. So two plus three equals five. Be my closest guess, but I don't know what numbers were really available for him. Not a lot. But I think 23 definitely works out for him because right now Devo just signed the deal with Jordan. If I'm Christian McCaffrey, I'm hoping I get something similar. Why not? Seth says reports are saying Kareem Hunt could be traded with a single day three pick. Would you have liked to see that move and not leverage so much for draft capital? I like Kareem Hunt a lot. Uh, But Kareem Hunt is a different style of player than Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey's usage in the past game to be able to play wide receiver or slot are what I think Kyle Shanahan is really enticed with, but also to run the outside zone. I like Kareem Hunt, and I think he would have been a solid pick and a lot cheaper, uh, but I think you're going to get more out of Christian McCaffrey on the field. Now, is it going to cost you more? Yes, uh, but you got to take some of those big risks to get big rewards. You don't make a coach you know, like, they, like they've been doing with a McVay say, oh, S, uh, without getting a McCaffrey. So I think that's a, a solid point. But I'm I'm okay with it now. I think it hurt me at first. I was like, wow, that's a lot to give up for McCaffrey. Uh, but just seeing a little bit of what they did and how he's going to be able to influence the game, I think is really exciting um, to see. Um, Randy says, Mostert used to start every game with a 61-yard TD with then injuries. Translation, we, we bad team. Uh, he did. There in 2020, he was pretty much explosive. They were running toss plays, and he was able to get to the sideline. Uh, he had, you know, that angle-breaking not ankle, but angle. He could break angles. It was fantastic. So 
Uh, there's not very many guys like him. McCaffrey's not that fast, but he's fast enough to do what you need him to do. Dale says, Ant, are you afraid of the Eagles defense with their new addition? I mean, it was a nice addition. Another edge rusher uh, with, with the Eagles. I mean, they're solid. They have a really good football team. They put together something. What I think the biggest question marks are going to be around the Eagles is when they get to the playoffs, if Jalen Hurts can play at a high enough level to win. Just questions with the quarterback, but they're putting together a nice roster. Is it going to be easy? No. Uh, but when you get into the playoffs, you have to be able to run the football and all that. And they have the offensive line for it. So I think it does make it, it harder to beat the Eagles. Um, but, I mean, yeah, they're going all in. But that was definitely a good move by them. Uh, what's up, Coach Tim? He says, hey, Ant, hope all is well. One thing CMC gives us is wide zone back. The guys we have now until Mitchell comes back just don't run well. Also, CMC is a fantastic receiver. Yeah, we agree um, for sure on that, Coach Tim. Um, and then uh, congratulating Alex and his and his uh, new wife. Thank you for that. Randy says, healthy Mitchell was closest we look to Mostert offense. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. When you get uh, Elijah Mitchell back to go with Christian McCaffrey, that one-two punch is going to be fantastic. Then you can save Jeff Wilson Jr. for these short yardage carries. Uh, you can see in the film, I don't know how many people have watched the All-22. I know that guys have been doing the breakdowns. My week has been kind of crazy, so it's been a little bit more difficult for me. But the All-22 of the Kansas City Chiefs and Niners, EDP was missing cutbacks. He was missing those reads. So I think right now, Jeff Wilson Jr. being that third guy, imagine him going from first guy to third guy here in a couple weeks. Fantastic. So um, I'm excited about the running back room overall, especially with Elijah Mitchell coming back. I thought in training camp, he looked really, really good. And I want to see him continue to expand on it. He's, he looked like way better than year one. This guy is experienced. And as long as he's healthy, not only does he run physical, uh, but he runs through these little narrow holes. Like him and McCaffrey have a little bit of a different way of going about it. Elijah Mitchell's more straight ahead, vertical. He had vertical right away. McCaffrey's got some shiftiness to him. Uh, so that's good. You have to prepare for two different style of running backs. But I believe now we have two RB1s. Elijah Mitchell can be RB1 on half the teams in the league. And you got Christian McCaffrey, who can be an all-pro on most of the teams in the league. So uh, the running back room is going to be at its highest level. And then you've got a lot of weapons to be able to create. I want to see those two guys on the backfield a couple uh, in the backfield together a couple times. So I'm excited. Uh, 49ers Faithful says, do they put Ward back at safety? He was trash at nickel. And Gibson hasn't played in, well in the last two weeks. Yeah, I mean, I think they do go back to Jimmy Ward playing safety. I think that they were trying to do that because of the players that they were playing against. It made sense with Travis Kelsey. Um, but I think that they're going to have to go with Ward. They're going to have to take Gibson out. Gibson getting matched up in some of the situations where he had, you know, Hufanga helping on somebody else and he was caught in no man's lane or no man's lane. I think Jimmy Ward can make some of those plays. He's faster. Uh, he just understands his offense a little bit better. Do I think still we'll still see Gibson? Yes. Uh, but I do think it's time to transition back to Ward, especially if Ward can tackle with the hand. Uh, Tim says, CMC will also give us great wide zone fake, and we screen off of it too. He gives us additional options, opens up a lot, even with our receivers. He'll have an impact. Yeah, he has an impact for sure. Uh, and soothing sounds as is McCaffrey just a different version of Debo. I think what you're getting from McCaffrey is he's a run first guy. So he's an actual running back who can catch the ball. Where with Debo, you have a wide receiver who can run. I think there's a little bit of a difference there. So their you know, primary skills lend to the other. So they're the, the opposites of each other. They're like the yin and yang together. They make for a very interesting usage for Kyle Shanahan 
It's going to be nice. You've got Christian McCaffrey. You can use more in the run game, which saves Debo. But then when you do go with Debo in the run game, you have a proficient receiver in Christian McCaffrey. So you can use them interchangeably. And that's what he wants to do. Positionless players, those two guys, George Kittle. I, I think that's how he's kind of handling it. So um, that's how he goes about it. Now, I did want to update, you know, just keep a couple of the other injuries out there. I know we didn't really get into it. We got into questions and it was been a lot of fun, but uh, Eric Armstead was out, of course, with his foot and ankle still. Ebucom still dealing with the Achilles tendonitis. Trey Greenlaw's dealing with a calf. Uh, Jawan Jennings has a hamstring injury, which I wasn't aware of. Fullback Kyle Juszczyk's going to be out. And then Trent Williams got a, a vet day. So those were the other no, you know, notable injuries. Uh, to me, it seemed like most of them were guys they expected to be able to play, but they were off today, which means they're not practicing. If you're not practicing, you're not able to get out there and make something happen. So I think that they're going to have to figure that out. And then Randy says, uh, will, uh, will Calf eventually tran uh, transition to jacked fullback running back hybrid? They need a burst guy in the running back one, in my opinion. Um, I think he's not going to transition like into a fullback running back hybrid. I think they're just going to be able to use two back sets. So you can put two guys back there together. Kyle Shannon fooled around with it a little bit with TDP a couple weeks ago, moved TDP in motion and kicked out. That was with Debo running the ball. So I think they have an avenue to be able to put those guys in. And whenever you can have a situation where you can have two tailbacks in there, especially guys who can catch the ball in the backfield, you go with the versatile players like Kittle, Debo. It just puts a lot of stress on defenders. Personnel groupings for defenses. Who do you have in? Are you going to have in your base set? Because they have two running backs out, especially when Kyle Juszczyk's in. Uh, are you going to have your base set? Or are you going to have a nickel or a dime? I think it makes it hard. And then if you are being put into situations where you're in a dime, for instance, and they can still motion in and run the football, that's tough to deal with. So I think that's one of those things uh, that's going to be fun is being able to use these guys in a variety of different ways. True versatility for Kyle Shanahan. And he said it's exciting and it's fun again to, to go ahead and scheme up plays for Christian McCaffrey. That will definitely get his creative juices going. It's going to be fun for him to figure out how to operate against the Rams. The one good thing we know, they play well against the Rams, and they know what the Rams do against them. So Kyle's going to be able to pretty much figure this thing out early. What I'm hoping is they're going to get the offense going early and establish that, and then try to get a couple early stops against the Rams. Of course, tomorrow I will have my game preview show. You guys can join me for that, and we'll get more into the key matchups and exactly how the 49ers plan to attack the Rams. And on both offense and defense, that'll be fun. Plus, bold predictions, and we'll get into the score and who I think is going to win the game. You can expect all that. Then on, on Friday, the Madden simulation is going to come out. So lots of cool stuff coming out during the week. If you're over on Patreon tomorrow, the scouting report video will come out. You'll be able to see uh, the 49ers versus Rams the first time. I break it down, go into exactly how they are attacking each other and stuff. I'm actually going to record that a little bit later. If you're also on Patreon, today is our Zoom call at 5 o'clock. Hop on over there and join the Zoom. Everyone just interacts and has a fun conversation. So uh, lots of cool stuff coming up. But thanks, everyone, for coming through and checking out the video. Looking forward to talking to you all again. But until next time, stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way.
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. If you travel, you know when it comes to love. See you soon. Can't wait. The sky is no limit. You know with your Delta Amex card, being oceans apart means meeting in Aruba. And booking a war travel with your card means saving 15% on Delta flights. You know kissing under the bridge of sighs guarantees eternal love. Because you're the long-distance lovebirds. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Takeoff 15, discount not applicable to partner-operated flights or taxes and fees. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.